Hi everyone and welcome to another West Coast Cloud Cloud Talk podcast. I don't think that so we're just that'll do. Um, you know who I am. I'm here again with Dave. Hey, say hi, Dave. Hey, everyone. You didn't even say hi, Dave. You just said hi. That's wrong. However, we've got our third wheel. I think is the best way of a golden spoke. A golden spoke in Rio. Hello guys. Hi Rio, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. What day are we doing this Wednesday? I think it's Wednesday, yeah. It's a Thursday. No, it's, it's got to be Wednesday. Yeah. How's Thursday? Yeah, uh, well, my, my, my Wednesday's, <laughs> my Wednesday's good. Damn, you, you you I'll give you a moment to explain to the lovely people who listen to this, AK, my mum, what do you do at West Coast Club? Well, you know, my, my name's Rio. I've just about got that out. Well, I oversee the the support desk. We're a team of seven individuals. With that, we're, we're certified from fundamental level all the way up uh, up through associate to, to expert level. You know, we oversee M365, Pops de Jour, Dynamics. Any of the, you know, the NCE platform with that. I saw him shiver when he said NCE. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we all feel that way. With, with that, we assist partners in terms of pre-sales enablement. We kind of interlink, communicate through through all the different mechanisms in-house for, for operations to, to, to sales. So, a lot, basically. Yeah, yeah, a lot. My, my, myself include with that. I also oversee the, the escalation side of things as well. I support any outs, non-outstanding tickets, cases in relation to... To, to Microsoft and any vendors uh, we have on board. So. Hides in the background, does more work than me and Dave. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. So we thought we'd include Rio today because there is a topic of conversation that's been going on for about the last six months, nine months. Mm. I think that it's starting to bubble over and affect everyone. So we skipped our expected Microsoft lashing podcast. <laughs> And we're going to put that to another time and talk about something else. I've actually got a call about saving plans. Is that a community call this evening? So oh. depending how that goes, maybe we'll do that next week. Maybe. maybe we need more maybe. detail. Anyway, keep going. So I'll let, look, yeah. what's happened, Dave? Okay. On, on a high level, Yeah. not to terrify No, 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 no. So this is a billion stuff. Like, you, all right. We'll start there. Yeah. So they came for Disties first. I don't think they had much luck unless, well, they did with us. Then they started targeting partners. And what is the billion? From my perspective, it's more of a, an, I don't want to say organisation, it's, yeah. it's, it's a group of uh, <laughs> users, personnel, mm. uh, to try and gain access through particular mechanisms, i.e. password sprays, brute force, you know, any any of those types of channels. Also part of the, the ransomware side of things as well, viruses, just a general day-to-day stuff you see on your, your physical machines. And not only physical machines, it could be user identities as well. You know, today we're using VDIs more often due to the remote work with that there's been a whole uplift in terms of ABD teams so in terms of you know front door entry to particular systems there's lots of there's lots more exposure across, across the stack which is where which is what we're going to be talking about today yep. you know that kind of zero trust approach making sure everything is secure by default. the device is the endpoint now yeah, it's ex- like a whole exactly exactly yeah. and obviously with with, with Microsoft's uh, capabilities, uh, behavior analytics, you know, all that lovely stuff and normally detection, you know, this is what we're going to be speaking about in terms of, uh, you know, MS Defender and how we can approach that and how we can, you know, implement that to the to, to the best possibility, you know. And the, and the reason we're doing this is because they're now targeting end customers. Yes. And I suppose the, we'll talk about how and why and what we can do to secure it. But I think we also need to acknowledge the 
you have this like tango with with any public cloud provider or Microsoft, like the the, the sort of concept of shared responsibility, the division of labor. You know, at what point? Yeah, Microsoft have got to secure their platform yeah. and then and the name, but what responsibility lie with the MSP if they're managing the environment or perhaps the customer? Yeah. You know, if if the partner's just providing a support contract, then technically it's probably going to sit on the customer. Now, now most partners are and should be doing more of a managed service play, but sometimes there's uh, some slightly more unusual setups. But Well, this, this is where it's the grey area. Mm. Obviously, we've got three parties in terms of the hierarchy. You've got the end customer, the partner, and obviously, the, the in this instance, the CSP. With that, certain responsibilities is going to be at certain stages of that, that hierarchy, yeah. which which obviously we're getting lots of pushback from, from MSPs in terms of compromised accounts. Uh, what was it was it your job to enforce MFA across our user stack? What was it our job or was it the end customer? It it, it seems to be the play in which Microsoft and push it out is it's, it's normally the MSP. They are the managed service provider. Yeah. With that, uh, the CSP more enough the DISTI, but off the back of that, they're also the advisory partner. So that so they should be sending we, out where we do a lot of exactly. Training. For example, this podcast. Yeah, you know, yeah exactly. Yeah. Where, 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 yeah, yeah, we have a part to play, yeah. but from a Microsoft point of view, it. Yeah, we're providing that kind of security mm. enablement, advisory. You know, we've got the self-service portal in-house, which we can set, you know, default thresholds, et cetera, yeah. uh, if we're talking M365 and, and Azure consumption. And obviously, you've got the end customer as well. You know, if, if the end customer is looking at securing their environment, you know, they need to, they have take, to agree take, to take part in this conversation initially yeah. with, with their partner. Mm. Sometimes, you know, we've seen the partners reach out to the end customer and, you know, ask, you know, we're seeing lots of stuffs exposed. Maybe mm. you have some particular ports exposed on your on your VDI kit. But we want to patch that. However, there's going to be added cost to that. Um, we're seeing partners shy away from that because they're seeing the the additional cost. Um, and now that the however, is changing, you know, we're, we're having to... this conversation in terms of compromise accounts, the frequency of this occurring each and every week. Just as you know, it doesn't even have to be a cost. You know, it, it, it could be a free tool, i.e. MFA. You know, it's two-factor authentication. It stops 99.9% of, of potential breaches. And Microsoft, you know, obviously you're going to have to pay for a few services, but there are the free services there as well to utilise. And it's more about the understanding and the concepts behind it. That's true. Of, and a lot of yeah. customers have pretty feature-rich licences. Like if a partners are good at one thing, usually it's selling quality licences. And then the yeah. problem, it's almost like the customer has the functionality, mm. but there's sometimes the unwillingness to use it. Because yeah. we all know it's faff. Like as end users, like as individuals, mm. banking apps, whatnot, mm. like no one wants their cash stolen, but it's a royal faff, isn't it? Logging in. So you can understand why some customers push back. Yeah, I, I can, But we have to stress the importance of mm. it. I can see it from a kind of a user experience yeah. or end user experience. Experience, uh, perspective, you know, there is be a bit of a faff at the beginning of, uh, you know, configuring the two-factor authentication from from both an IT admin perspective and then an end user signing in and then going through the faff of, you know, setting up the Authenticator app or the SMS, which in our eyes, the, the Authenticator app is the recommended way. Just to yeah. touch upon that, that, there has been several instances in which SMS has been, uh, what, do you want to, what do you want to call it, intercepted or yeah. Or relayed if you're if you're using a hardware token or just your physical mobile phone that that is the more secure approach i like that so everyone that's the obviously yeah. the microsoft authenticator app but that's what you want to use for yeah yeah you want to be using the microsoft authenticator app there's several different options you've got sms you've got call to phone you've got i believe it's fido2 which is more of the hardware token side of things it's either the hardware token you should be using or authenticator app cool. they're, they're the you know the most secure so that's going to happen yeah. Yeah. Right. So we mentioned on MFA yes. and the fact that it's free in most cases anyway. And what we're seeing, and this is this is the scare tactic bit of the podcast. Why not? Yeah. 
Yeah. The way that we're seeing it over the last week, two weeks or so, is that they're going in through through admin accounts that don't have MFA enabled, right? Mm, yeah. And once they're in, it doesn't really matter if they're in for a day or not. They spin up an incredibly large amount of VMs. Yeah. Across the globe. globe. Yeah. Very, very quickly. And things like thresholds in our marketplace, we can kind of recommend. But once they're in, mm. they don't they don't take it easy on consumption. We've had customers who are going from, you know, six hundred pounds a month spike to 120, 130 grand a month bill. Mm. Yeah. Um to go back on Microsoft's current stance on it, mm. they are not just not putting disputes out for any of it and not offering refunds for any of it. So the second that you're infiltrated and it happens, the customer is liable to pay the bill. If they haven't taken those steps. If they haven't taken a step. And that's a really important point for us to acknowledge. I think from a commercial, but also like a support point of view, yeah. I think shared responsibilities or understands the idea of division of the division of labor, mm-hmm. but sometimes the, the, the specifics of where one's responsibility starts and stops. So this is what, this is what I was going to touch upon. Yeah. Uh, I actually forgot about it when I was mid-flow then. But, but the shared responsibility table is published. Because it's um, been published uh, now. Through the Service Trust Portal. But more recently, right? Which yeah, yeah, more recently. shift from Microsoft. Yeah, so it's so quite there. a straightforward kind of slide deck or Excel. I can't remember how they, they present it. However, uh, it goes through kind of the, the model and the channel of a CSP partner, but then customer, whose responsibility is what, you know, going through the kind of software as a service, infrastructure as a service, you know, which responsibility yeah. is is yours to say. And we can support yeah. partners with that, like if they want to come to us and go through it. Yeah, by all means, we can direct them to the correct URL, et cetera, go, go, go through the, the white papers, the docs. You know, there's not just the shared responsibility model there, is there's best practices as well mm-hmm. in terms of Microsoft, if you're looking at adopting an ITIL framework or or ISO in any such way. They've got white papers, white papers on there as well to follow, yeah. which off the back of that will improve your, your your general benchmark in terms of security. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. that. But it's, yeah, it's an important point, Tom, because we've this is happening all over all yeah. over the channel. It's not, uh, having talked to previous colleagues and friends all over, all over the place in the supplier world, this is something that everyone has seen over the last month or so. The only common trend is that it's end users. It's yeah. it's usually, I think, pretty much always where they, they MFA hasn't been in place yeah. on some global admin accounts. If we talk about global admins, right, one of the things that Microsoft recommend or we would encourage is having sort of three or so yeah, global three, admins. Three or minimum. We're uh, seeing yeah. people with a dozen or 50, you yeah. know, which is not... Oh, yeah, we, we definitely have... You know, we're looking at free or minimum. With that, we, we, we need to have a long character length and password. Okay. Previously, the recommendation was for passwords to, to to expire or you to change your password every 30 to 90 days. Uh, Microsoft have now changed their stance on that, which is never set your password to expire. The more you the more you reset it, the more you're you're leaving yourself vulnerable. Um, as, as all you'll be doing, you know, if we think to, to you know some individuals in the in, in the, the organisation is just yeah. changing the number by one or two, adding an additional character. So just 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 keep that character length long and set to never expire. That that's the recommendation and a minimum of three global admins or privileged roles in general. It doesn't just have to be global admin. Mm. You, you may have particular directory roles for that's particular. That's actually a really good point. Yeah. People always default to global admin. They're not always aware of the yeah. the granularity. There's so many different roles. Yeah, you could have, have you could have global reader, which is global admin, just yeah, just, just with read only. And that's why I'm not right. That's why there's only like three or four. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and and kind of, we we just need to make sure privileged uh, roles are just looked after in general, not just the the top tier ones, which is global admin. Off the back of that, if we are looking at looking using privileged roles, maybe we start looking into just in time access. 
So more of that role-based access control. When when do you require a leverage of a of a directory role? Okay, are you doing a particular project at a particular date or time? If so, you you'll probably only need that directory role for that particular time. Yeah, we, we need to look into that as well. I can see we're going on to prevention soon. However, let, let's just track back slightly in terms of when the threat actor gains access to, for example, a Microsoft organizational tenant. With that, they're spinning up uh, machines, could be D-series machines, F-series machines, you know what, or it could just be just de- general data throughput on, on Azure, for example. You know, we, we can look at the prevention, but actually usually you look at, you look at the prevention either before or after. Yeah. What, what happens when the threat actor is, is, is currently active, you know, spinning up these resources, we need to look at revoking their sessions. Mm-hmm. For the particular users they've they've compromised, you need to be looking at resetting your passwords. And you guys have done um, that in real time, yeah, haven't you? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, like we touched upon in regards to MFA, if MFA is not enforced, we need to be enforcing it now. Um, and, and and just following the general best best practices in in terms of how do I identify which account is active and which account is 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 currently compromised? You need to start looking into the audit logs. The, you know the sign-in logs, uh, two different things. Audit log is you know who's provisioned what, who's deleted what. Sign-in logs is who's authenticated where, who's been authorised mm-hmm. where. And okay? where With that, um, you're going to have Z amount of days which you can look back in terms of who's done what. This is dependent on licensing. Obviously, I'm not going to drill into licensing, but but the top one you need to be aware of is obviously the Azure ADP1 and P2 licences. Yeah. With that, they both um, track back 30 days if you acquire those licences. If you're on the free tier, you're looking at tracking back seven days. So you just got to take that into consideration as well. Well highlighted, yeah. yeah. We, so from our side, look, it's always bleak news. <laughs> from our, so what we're doing for partners at the minute, and this is where it kind of comes into play about how we can check stuff and the processes that we've got in place. It's more of a a question out to our partner base that we know this is happening. We've had a few partners that have had customer breaches in the last month. If you're concerned about it, you can come to us and we can we can always do a check to see who's got MFA on or not, right? Yep. If they need us to across some customers if they don't want to look at themselves but it's kind of what what we can do to help partners because not all of them will be clued up enough to go through MFA in detail or enable it in detail so this is kind of the point of the podcast is just to say we are here oh definitely from a from a well definitely a support perspective this is kind of what what I head up, what I manage in terms of overseeing. Like I said, we offer that, that pre-sales enablement or or just general technical enablement from tier one to tier two. So if you're looking at general, okay, I've got I've got a service desk. I want to upskill in, in security, in particular EMS, so enterprise mobility and security. Maybe you want to start util, utilizing Microsoft Defender, the, the Defender stack as a whole. Obviously within the Defender stack, you've got identity uh, endpoint and Microsoft 365. That's going to cover Service. different, you know, yeah. different. Okay, so you've got identities, you've got physical clients, you've got applications, you need to be covering the, the full approach and reducing that exposure score. With that, yeah, we're more than happy to help. We'll go through an initial slide deck. Uh, off the back of that, we can go through practical sessions. Yeah. All, all, all you need to do to obviously leverage that that kind of value for existing partners is just reach out to your your account manager or, or, or your, your dedicated PEM uh, and they can leverage an internal resource to jump on a call with you guys. Like it. And from an Azure point of view, there's, you know, Defender for Cloud, more yeah. secure score, which yeah. is always... It's good because usually it's a bit of a shock for customers because it's usually lower than they expect. But there's often quite a lot of rapid action they can take to, you know, kind of improve that. Additionally, like Tom said, with consumption thresholds, that's been a feature of marketplace for years. But we need, I think more people need to be utilising that. 
Yeah, we, we've been trying to drive that. Well, definitely for the last few months due to the the, the compromises. Not not that hacks accounts being compromised. Yeah. It's a key word there. Um, with that, it is self-service. It doesn't mean we're leaving it just down to the partner and the partner alone to configure. We are here. We're, we're here to help and assist where needs to be. Reach out to us through any of the channels, the sales, the support mechanisms, and we're all more than happy to to accommodate a call and go yeah, through. Yeah, definitely. The, like if, if they have a yeah. defined threshold and they want to come into mm. me, us, the usual yeah. team, whatever, we can have the usual box put in there if they prefer. It has to be an email contact, but it doesn't have to be the partner necessarily. Yeah, with that, yeah, they'll just receive a notification off the back of it, any thresholds being exceeded or hit. Uh, and then obviously you could do your due diligence and uh, you know actively look into the to the customer accounts and to see if there is any active compromises. So. Like it. Nice. Yeah. Cover a lot of ground, really. I think for a man that's nervous on a podcast. Yeah, he crushed it. Yeah, he's, uh, he's spoken, aren't he? <laughs> Talks about how we can check it. All right, here you go. Here's a question for you then. Got it. We can see the trajectory, right? They've gone from uh, Disty. I bet they started with Vendor and got nowhere. Then yeah. went Disty, probably had a tiny bit of success, a couple of slips maybe. Yeah. Looked upon and now they're trying customer. Look, put you on the spot now, but... With, where do you think he'll go next? I mean, obviously they've had quite a bit of luck with this, so they'll they'll probably keep pushing this for a while. But where would you imagine they'd move next? Like I said, you know, all channels have been visited once. If that's going to be, you know, the the, the, the three you just mentioned and mm. customer partner and Disty within that, we need to look deeper. We need to go into, you know, the, the physical layer, which is the the devices, the mm. users, the identities. I've already touched upon this, however, you know, that that is expanding. As, as well as software as a service there's mm. there's going to be more available services out there to come if that's going to be you know fy23 the following on you know it's you know since, since the last you know last couple of years you know working from home yep. the adoption of microsoft teams adoption of azure virtual desktop these services have been spun up in 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 months with that you know we're, we're adopting different vulnerabilities different different perspectives in terms of exposure the challenge is always going to be there. It's never going to be, a, you know, we're all secure. OK, it's always got to be. We've got to adopt. We've got to enable ourselves. We've got to look at new technologies with that, with those new technologies. How do we secure our internal environment and our partners? And, and that's what we're here for. We're cloud specialists and we can go through all the different services Microsoft offers in terms of security. It keeps everyone in a job, but at the same time, you're right. Yeah. There's stuff so well marketed, but people mustn't get complacent about it. Just yeah, don't get complacent. It wasn't a direct yeah. answer to, to your question. No, 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 it was more of a case of, you know, we just need I to I think what you're saying is you think they'll yeah. keep pushing. Yeah, it, it will push, keep pushing. Um, yeah, it will keep pushing. And let it, you know, mm. It's for us to protect our own sanity and environment. You know, if you're leaving yourself open but by not having, for example, MFA, then, it, you know... It, it's almost like we talked about before the uh, quality of life improvement for everyone with the mm. hybrid working, yeah. but it's almost like the the realities of the, the changing landscape for what we're securing have kind of caught up with everybody. Like everyone was singing on LinkedIn about that and fair play, but now I think people are starting to realize, hang on a minute, there's now there's this many devices we've got corporate devices personal devices all of this yeah that's a that's a brilliant point you've just touched upon as well as you know identities we've got the devices within the de mm -hmm. devices i said it about keep drilling down into, into you know what could be exposed mm -hmm. and where you got your uh, byod devices so you bring yeah. your device devices so that could be your personal you know tablet 
laptop, you name it. And then you've got the corporate ones, the managed ones. And with that, there's a service behind there, which is Microsoft Intune Endpoint Manager. Yep. And you need to make sure you're you're deploying your, your MDM solution, your MAM sanction solution, apps, you know, sanction your apps via cloud app security or defender for cloud apps. Yeah, can you guys allow Tidal? I keep having that blocked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it may be sanctioned. And, oh, you know, that's, that's, yeah, that's yet to be checked. But, but these are all things, you know, we need to be looking at. Yeah. I like it really that's cool tom anything from you to, well to be honest what's brought this on it's not nice having conversations with partners that have got a call, call out with this and mm-hmm. we we want to see as little of it as possible at the end of the day yeah no it's 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 it's, it's an advertising uh, you know it's advertising it's enablement it's sharing our our internal enablement and and our internal knowledge to our partners with that the partners can share their value and pass it down to their own customers you know and once, once all three parties are at a level where mm. we feel like okay cool well, we've got the services in place it's it's just about maintaining them services now and keeping them up to date making sure the policies you know move along with time with the the, the devices identities you adopt so for example an organization of, of 40 users for example within one to two years they may move up to 100 to 200 users yeah. you know with that the exposure is just going to increase because the the level of of surface you need to cover in terms of security is going to increase. That's true. Right? The, the yeah. higher the consumption, exactly. The yeah, that's interesting. Cool. Awesome. All right. Cool. Pleasure as always. Very indeed. Well, I would say it's interesting. It's more daunting than interesting. Yeah. yeah. But it has to be talked about. I think. Yeah. It does. Uh, there needs to be. And particularly with like the the shift of liability. Maybe one final point. I, I think. Well, people got to bear in mind, like we're all we're all hungry for acquiring new customers, new opportunities, and the like. But you know, if one of our partners has got a customer they're talking to, trying to get a hundred exchange mailboxes, but the guy on the other end of the phone is flippant, they don't want MFA, they don't want this, they don't want that. You're better passing that by because if you actually have, you know, if yeah. you're subject to this, it's going to cost more than what you're going to make on the licensing. I think we have to start applying a degree of you want to be looking at the right opportunities, the kind of customers that are engaged, want to go on this journey of security. It's all well and good. You talked about EMS, right? So many of our partners yeah. have had really successful campaigns selling EMS, mm. but perhaps they need to perhaps look at of those customers, how many have readily adopted the features? Who are the small minority that you know you might have, you might have managed to sell the product to but aren't really yeah. utilizing and that, that that liability you know if, if the end customer is not not willing to take on that mm. that that approach in terms of adopting the services and implementing it and in asking the right questions you know prior, prior to compromise yeah. then when, when we do reach out to the relevant people either at you know disty level or at microsoft then that they've got to accept the the stance is probably going to be no of of yeah. some sort of uh, credit or reimbursement Absolutely. and trying to assist in terms of you know that prevention me- measure um, because it, it all stems from the bottom to the top. So you're right, but what partners are suddenly realising yeah. is even if the customer has been dismissive of that, mm-hmm. not utilising it, it doesn't mean they're going to pay the bill. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. the partners left holding the bathwater. <laughs> and, and I think that's that's really and this is the challenge what was coming up today. So. Cool. Okay. Well, hopefully the next one's more positive, but I think you've given yeah. a lot of actionable points there. So cheers, Rue. My first podcast. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Only issue I have with Rio is he's named after Rio Ferdinand but refuses to play football. I, I will do one day. Awesome. Thanks very much for everyone's time. Dave, I'll see you next week. Great. Sure will. Take it easy. Thanks, guys.